Hello everyone out there, my name is Omen Cross and welcome to today's very special episode of Crossing and Waffles. Now, when I woke up this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't even planning on making another episode. At least not yet. I was planning on taking a day off. You know, relaxing, taking a break, staying inside, thinking about what I was going to do next and the situation we're all in. But as I sat and tried to ponder these things, my overactive, intelligent mind decided to overthink a few things and gave me way too much information for another episode, not this one. And so as I started writing things down, preparing that episode, I started contemplating whether or not I even wanted to do that one today. Uh, the last episode I put out yesterday was uh, very somber, very unfortunate considering the situation, and I wasn't sure if I wanted two episodes one after another as I'm just starting this channel to be so uh, depressing. And as I contemplated this, thankfully for me, I have a co-pilot to bounce things off of, someone to keep me from making terrible decisions. And with that being said, I'd like to introduce that co-pilot, my spesignors, Emma Cross, everybody. Hello, everyone. So I came to her and I said, do you think I should do this episode that I'm planning or should I do the episode I've been wanting to do? The episode that I actually am going to do. And thanks to her advice, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do the episode that you see listed here. Don't forget to live. Now, living means a lot of different things to different people. Living can mean taking up a new hobby. Living can mean learning a new skill. Living can mean uh, not right now so much. But living can mean going out and seeing things you've never seen before, doing things you've never done before. This is a little more restricted at this moment, but it'll change. So the concept of living, actually being alive rather than just waking up in the morning and going to sleep at night is, I think, a thing some people forget in the chaos of every day. So we wanted, grind. Yeah, we wanted to take some time while everybody's stuck inside to remind everybody when those doors fly open and everybody opens their eyes to the sun again that there might be th some things that you individually need to remind yourself, hey, maybe it's time I do this or that. So we have several personal examples of our forms of living that we'd like to share with you today as hopefully inspiration for you to get out and live life in your own way once all this is over. And maybe some happier stories and a more positive message to give people something to look forward to during this time of chaos rather than just more information about why they should be afraid. So, Spiss, uh, where shall we start? Well, we can always start with our travels down the one or Matole or the 101. Oh, yeah, 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 Matole. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see here, there's a beautiful picture that we've imposed our images over. Uh, this was a picture we took ourselves. Um, years and years and years ago. Yes. It was taken at a place called Matole Beach, California. Uh, I'm sure most of you have never been. Some of you may have. Um, as you can see, it's a beautiful place. Uh, we camped there for some time. But the journeys that led us to this place, each and every time that we went, because we went more than once. But our most memorable 
is the very first time we went. The very first time we went to Mentale Beach. Uh, we were traveling, seeing sights. You know you have to. We were going down the 101, I believe. The 101 is a wonderful highway because it leads through the majestic redwoods. You get to see the forest and, and it just spans on so far past you. And it's just so beautiful. We pulled over, stopped for a little while. We didn't get out and like take a bunch of stuff or mess with a bunch of stuff. We just got out, sat in the forest, took some deep breaths, enjoyed the forest for what it was, then climbed back in and left. Well, yeah, these trees are very near and dear to my heart. I grew up in California, so. Yeah, anybody who's really grown up in California, I didn't, but from anybody I've ever talked to, anybody I've ever interacted with, if you grew up in California, stuff like the redwoods is stuff that you'll start closing your eyes and lifting your nose up in the air when you talk about. It's really a source of pride because it is a really beautiful place. Those trees make you feel so small. And then they had wonderful little tourist trap places like, um, unfortunately, a place that I heard was destroyed now. Uh, there was a redwood that had been carved out that you could drive generally any size car through. And um, it was a large enough tree that you could drive straight through the tree and be inside the tree, inside your car safely. And this was a um, tourist inn that existed for the longest time. Unfortunately, I heard recently within the last few years it was destroyed in one of our natural disasters or another. And unfortunately, that's now a thing that you can only see if you look at it online or if you have pictures and you've been there before. So that's one of those memories. You go out and live because you don't know if it'll still be there tomorrow. That tree isn't there anymore. There were beautiful uh, other destinations of one tree or another and what their meanings were. And then as you transition through the forest and all these tourist destinations... You can't you... forget the mystery house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where things just aren't right. <laughs> it's a classic tourist destination. If you're in California, you probably have been there at least once in your life. <laughs> So we visited, we did. Unfortunately, as I'm sure many people do, uh, because you're out in a big forest and there's no signal and you don't exactly know everything about life, we ended up a little lost. Ladies and gentlemen, I ended up at a dead end road in this park with nothing but a park sign standing in front of me. And so I got out of the car and I looked at this park sign and the park sign was just a wonderful map of the area that I was in with the, the beautiful you are here. And I used my military us. map reading skills and I said, all right, I got to go down this road and make a left and go up this road and make one more left turn and get onto this road and it will lead me all the way to the road I'm supposed to be on. Simple enough. Jump back in the car, turn it around, headed back down the road. Took my first left, took my second left. As I got ready to take the third left, I bumped into a Jeep who literally flagged me down and told me to stop. I stopped, got out. Nice people. They had just come down the road that I was about to go up. And the female inside the vehicle questioned whether or not my Toyota Camry was going to survive 
the road that they had just come down. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the name of this road is King's Peak. And it runs up King's Peak Mountain, up and down. Mountain roads, ladies and gentlemen, are not the best to begin with. But when you're talking about a dirt mountain road, this is a special situation. And I remember very poignantly the discussion I had with the people in this Jeep. As she looked at him, and she says, Think they'll make it up that mountain in that thing right there? And he looked right back at her, looked at my car, looked back at her, and said, Yep, but only if they don't hesitate. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a ride like no, no other. other. So, I'm an ex-military driver. I know about some driving. So I started this road, and it weaves back and forth, going up, as all mountain roads do. But unfortunately, the condition of this road is not very good. There are large potholes in this road. It has a cliffside edge and a wall. There is not much room to maneuver Move. around things. So, so uh, taking this road up in a Toyota Camry was a pain. And I understood what he said when he, when he said, don't hesitate. Because especially in the turns with the dirt of the road, had I slowed down too much at any point, we would have been stuck or rolling backwards down a mountain. And so continuing up this road was an interesting driving experience. I would not suggest it for those who don't have either uh, four -wheel the, drive. the four wheel drive, uh, the proper years of experience driving all over the world that it, it takes not to for understand. The of heart. <laughs> yeah, don't don't just try this for fun. It's not exactly. But once we got to the top, though, once the road turned around the other way, then it was fun. No, then it became terrifying. Oh no, that was fun. I mean, <laughs> that was that was pure fun. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many of you enjoy roller coasters. But after making it up this mountain, I had decided that going down this mountain, I was just gonna let it fly. And so with the exception of a little bit of braking that I used to manage going way too fast around corners and into walls and things like that, we generally coasted down the other side of the mountain as I took my foot off the brake and just kind of held the steering wheel and let it go. And boy, this was fun. I don't care what she says. I don't care how scared she was. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, she was terrified. This was not for the faint of heart either. I admit that a part of me was on the verge of a heart attack. But at the same time, it was amazing. It, it was. It, it's a combination of fear and excitement. Yeah, you might have bungee jumped. You might have jumped out of a plane. Tried driving a Camry up and down King's Peak Mountain. Once you've done that, then you come back and talk to me. But this was just a, a trial that we endured. Because after this trip was over and we made that last left, after feeling that amazing thrill and that sense of accomplishment... Paved road. <laughs> ...that we just went up and down a mountain in a car, then we hit that paved road. And then the oh. GPS worked again. Glorious paved road. And then, an hour later, we were at Matole Beach. Now, the picture shows you the actual beach area. The area where we camped at is actually maybe, say, an eighth of a mile back from the actual beach. I'd give it maybe, well... Eighth to a quarter mile, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, 
it's close enough to walk, close. but not too close. I mean, you they use could the beach, camp on the beach. They use the beach to actually build up and then dig in a camping area so that the winds of the ocean wouldn't constantly beat at whoever was camping on the beach. And so the way this is built up is there's these all these wonderful dugout camping areas, one in particular that we really love that has completely covered by trees. Yeah, it's you walk into this little section of trees and there's just a, a wonderful campsite right there sheltered in the trees where no one can see you. And um, you we just... stayed there multiple times um, with other people and just by ourselves. Uh, we found interesting things in that camping area while we were there. I remember that one little wooden wicker symbol. Remember the first time we went oh, there, it was yeah. hanging up like like somebody had built a totem of protection and hung it up in the forest. That was weird. So, <laughs> this is a wonderful campsite. And then you, you set your camp up and you get yourself together and then it's time to go to the beach. You, you put your swim trunks on or however it is you personally decide to go down to the beach and you walk down up over the beachhead and down to the beach. And then you get the, the beautiful experience of dipping your toes in that ocean water and know that you have reached one end of the nation that you call home, at least in my case. And that's... Uh, what would be called a 50% experience boost towards the completion of a quest later on. Which we did complete, by the way. Ah. Spoiler! <laughs> Let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in the United States of America and if you have not completed quests, put your feet in both oceans, something's wrong with you. Get out and do something with your day. I know some of you can't afford it. I understand. I'm not talking to you. The people that have the opportunity to travel, Do if you're it. not traveling, if you're not seeing different things and, and experiencing different things in life, you're not growing any. And if you're not growing any, you're not getting anywhere. You're just stagnating inside the same old thing. And this isn't about stagnation. This is about living. Get out and live. So this picture that you see represents a reward that we got for a trial that we endured up and down a mountain. But that's not our only experience in this area of California because as I'm sure movies and the internet have taught most everyone who's never been themselves, there's a lot to appreciate about this particular state. One of the most notable aside from the ones we've already discussed to me personally is Highway 1. Because Highway 1, for those of you who don't know, is the one that's in all the movies when they're driving down that Oceanside Highway. That's Highway 1. I could tell you that's Highway 1 because I've been down Highway 1. Not just once. And I've seen <laughs> every single corner from all those movies, and I've driven both up and down them myself. I've driven it both in, in the day and at night, which are two different animals. The daytime for the unexperienced in this particular thing is... You get distracted by the glory of the ocean it's just, hard not to just stare at the ocean and drive off into it it's like you just the majesty of an entire highway that just runs down the ocean with almost nothing around it's the ocean the cliff you on the road and a wall it's a magical experience but then at night it's a little more chaotic also a little more fun 
because when you get going down the one at night in the dark, there's not a whole lot of street lights or anything to speak of, and you better hope the headlights on your car work. Otherwise, you may end up off that cliff sooner than you think. But again, military driver, I just went up and down a mountain. I can't be beaten by any highway. And so driving the one was another fun experience of taking my foot off the brake and just letting it roll. And these are just things in California that we have done. Oh yeah, 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 over. but the, another beautiful thing about the one is the natural life that exists right there on the edge of the ocean. Uh, one of the many times we went up and down the one, we uh, happened to encounter elephant seals. Yeah. We, we were driving down the one just by happenstance during elephant seal breeding season. Yep. And, and so we get on the, we get on there's the There's a beach. spot on the beach where you can pull over, park, and just look at all the sea lions. It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, elephant seals. See. It's a sea lion, a sea eel. <sighs> Elephant, sea, old lion. I don't know. It's you got me on things. it earlier calling them sea lions, so <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> That's okay. Most people do. Anyway, so yeah, we got to see these things uh, sitting there having their mating season. And then, of course, we got to see the idiots who can't see a thing without being face up on a thing. Even though there's big signs that say, don't disturb these things. They are huge and can get violent during this season. Leave them alone. You still see the idiot with the camera walking his way straight up to the thing because he's got to get the better photo than anybody. And touching them. <laughs> and touching them. Above all, people were getting out of their car and touching the elephant seals. This is something I was talking about earlier in the Redwoods about disturbing nature while you're... See, when you go camping or when you're homeless, as I've been for a great deal number of years in the course of my life, um, you try to find ways to mitigate the amount of damage you're doing to the natural environment around you. I know everybody hypes on carbon footprints and all these things, but it's not just that. It's about when you go to a park, when you go to a national park like this, a beautiful thing that's existed for hundreds, thousands of years before any of us were ever even thought of. You need to have some respect for it. Don't leave your trash all over it the place. It reminds me of a phrase that was on a t-shirt because I used to go CKs all the time. It was, Take nothing but photos and leave nothing but footprints. It's, you know, it's good advice to live by. And in, in, in places like the Redwoods, you can't really build a fire. You know, at Matole, we could build a fire, and we did. Well, of course, as long as you're being responsible, things are fine. Yeah, fire is all about control. You can't Just let it spread everywhere. be responsible, people. You know, it's very simple. Dig the hole that the fire is supposed to go in. Put surround it, stones. Surround it with things that aren't flammable so that anything that falls out doesn't catch on fire. And keep your fire limited to that little space and don't build it up high enough that it reaches branches or anything in the trees above you. It's very simple. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yes, we're telling, we are. <laughs> we're telling beautiful stories, uplifting stories of our own experiences. So... Now we've made waffled it, off a bit. Well, it happens. That's why this is crossing the waffles. Anyway, so as we're talking about these things, we've now been to the one, the 101, and we've experienced the beauties of both Kings Peak Mountain and Matole Beach. So now let's transition out of California because you can't live only in one place. So let's go with other experiences that we've had personally. Um, another wonderful moment for me. As we were driving, I believe it was west to east across country. 
Um, we passed through Death Valley. I knew we were going to have to pass through this area to get where we were going. So I intentionally waited to do it until nighttime. Because everybody who knows anything about the desert knows if you take a car into the desert during the day, that's overheated, that's your car burnt up on the side of the road, and that could be your ass. So you go at night when nobody's there. And so we drove through Death Valley and I saw one of the most beautiful, amazing things because Death Valley, there's no buildings, there's no pollution. And when you stare up, you see every star that's in range to be seen at that time. Anything that's out of our range to see without a telescope, you can't see, but just a blanket of stars across the sky. It's so beautiful. And that experience to just roll down the road and open the moonroof and look at all those majestic stars and feel a little bit small. Not gonna lie, it does make you feel a little small in the size of the universe. But that good kind of small. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good thing to feel different things inside yourself. That's how you grow as a person. So this was a wonderful experience. Uh, what else? What else? What I mean, else? there's so many different stories. Oh, there's a good one, the, the, the volcano, the mountain story. That's all still in California. I mean, we did a lot of things in California. Um, we've been to Virginia Beach. Um, yep. That was, uh, I had already touched my toes in that water as a child um, when I went with my Uncle Greg and his So that family. was my personal accomplishment. He had already completed it. <laughs> yeah, I had already been. I had done that journey already. But she hadn't been to both sets of water, so I had to make sure she got there. Because I've known this fact that you need to make sure you live for a very long time. I served in the Army. I deployed. I've been in situations where people have, have died slash nearly died because of uh, moments in time. Just simple, quick moments, and then somebody's life's over. And when you feel that, you realize the need to live. I remember when I got out of the Army, I said to myself, I quote unquote defended this country for seven and a half years, but I haven't seen most of it. What was I defending? What was the reason? And so I decided then and there that no matter what it took, I was going to find a way to see the country that I had been so quote unquote defending and experience the reason why I was doing it in the first place. The reason why uh, people, many people from America still love America despite the issues with uh, political parties and various other things. The reason Americans love America. Because it's beautiful. There's so much to love about this, about this land still. The few things that we haven't trashed or poisoned into non-existence so far. But we went and experienced things because you have to understand it may not be there a year from now, a decade from now. You don't know. And if you don't know if it's going to be there and you don't go see it and then it goes away, all you can do is regret not going and living that experience oh, in life. Oh, and that's why I encourage people, if you can't travel, pick up a new skill. There are a lot of skills that should be resurrected that it's in our nature. We love at things to do with our hands as humans. Well, I mean, even in your case, over the last few months, 
uh, because you were stuck and couldn't get out much, you you took up what was it? Embroidering. Embroidering and, and sewing and historical various... sewing. I've been learning to really getting on my hand sewing game. I at some point want to do a 1890s outfit. At some point, you know, the chemise, the the drawers, the corset, the whole shebang. See, so it's not just about going and, and seeing another place. Though I do suggest that when you have the opportunity, when somebody says to you, I want to go on vacation, we're going on vacation, where should we go? Don't say, we're going to Grandma's house for the 87th time. Don't say, hell, take Grandma with you. Yeah, don't say, don't say we're going to the same major city that's just outside where we live that we've been going to since we were children. Don't do that to yourselves. Don't do it to your children. Don't do it to the people you care about. If you have the opportunity to, to live life further outside of the bubble that you live in every day, do it. Because if you don't, you may not be there. There may not be a way to go to that place. You know, uh, aside from my deployments, I've never gotten to, as a tourist, go visit other countries, unfortunately. You know, passports and, and issues and money and all these problems. Which brings but, us, if you've been to another country, let us know. Yeah. I'd, li I'd like to know. Yeah, tell us stories about beautiful things where you are. Show us pictures, you know, show us the things about life that are worth living. Because that's what this episode is about. It's not just about our personal experiences. This is more a message to those people who have become so lost inside their phones and inside everything that's going on in the world that they're just too freaked out to think about living life anymore. Because if you don't live life, you're dead inside regardless of whether you wake up each morning or not. And nobody wants to be dead inside. So to prevent it, live your life, gain experience, get leveled. I mean, I don't want to be arrogant, but those of you who intend to take the challenge, get on my level, live my experiences, get the level I have and show me that level. Show me where you've been and what you've done. Send me an email, crossingwaffles at gmail.com. Leave a comment on Crossing and Waffles. I'll read it. You got my word. We'll respond. But I'm telling you, we all live life differently, but we all need to live life. I personally don't know how many more tomorrows I have. And so the way that I'm living life currently is by making sure everybody else remembers too that has the opportunity because it's important. You can work every day. You can make all the money in the world, but if you don't go out and live your life, it won't mean anything to you in those few moments before it's over. You'll have nothing but regrets, and nobody wants to feel like that. You know, they say the what people regret the most is not doing enough, not experiencing life enough. So when your time comes, don't, don't have any regrets when you go. Yeah, don't leave yourself with what ifs. Do as much as you ifs. can. Don't leave yourself with no what ifs. Like, Just do it. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that you can do is answer your own questions. And the only way you can answer your own questions is to go out and do it. You know? I don't care what you're into as long as it's, let's say, as long as it's safe, as long as it's um, consensual, and as long as it's legal. 
to the most extent. Do you want harm ye none? Yeah, do you, be you, and enjoy your life. You know, take the time to enjoy your life. There's families locked up with their kids in the house right now. Take the time to talk to your children, experience things with your children, do stuff with your kids inside the house that y'all have never done before. If your kid's a big gamer, sit down and watch them play for a little bit. You never have the time any other day. Sit down and watch them play. See why they're so into this in the first place. Maybe maybe you'll at least understand your kid a little bit better. If you're not if not, playing if, if video you're not games, playing read video a games, book. Read a book. Watch a movie. Go outside and do something. Well, not you, too far outside. I'm talking like people that have yards. Alright? If you have a yard, play with your children. Spend time with your children. Build bonds with each other. Live. Because if you don't do that, you won't know what happens when tomorrow comes. And the option's not there anymore. When you're too busy, when there's too much going on, or when things have gone too far south and there's just no possible way to do that anymore. Don't wait until you have nothing but regrets. Live life while you can. So, I got a bunch more stories I could tell you about why you should live life, because I have. But I'm pretty sure at this point that I think you understand. Well, that has been Crossing and Waffles. Thank you for listening. And if you're new here, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yeah, we're also on Spotify. I, I tried applying for the other ones. They haven't said nothing yet, but we're on Spotify, though. So, however you want to consume this, uh, my biggest thing would be I'd love you to like this video. I'd love you to subscribe to the channel. I, more important to me would be leave comments, send emails, and share this with your friends. Let them listen to it and remember to live themselves. That way, when these doors fly open again, everybody goes out and lives, not just one or two of us. So that's been today's episode of Crossing and Waffles. Thank you, each and every one of you, for listening, and good luck. Crossing the spaces, spaces between. between.